Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Welcome to Food for Thought, a podcast gab fest where in a multiracial mix of queer writers gather around the table to talk about sex, <laughs> identity, culture, what we like to read, and who we like to read. Yes. Food for Thought, you know you want to come butter our muffins. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Tommy Teebs Pico. I'm an indigenous American poet, editor, and self-care tip if a fuckboy comes back trying to be smooth again just remember masturbate don't equivocate oh my god <laughs> noted <laughs> I'm wisdom from the food for that group chat <laughs> I'm Fran I'm a writer editor and the future ex-wife to one Gier Garcia Bernal <laughs> so, shovel face yeah bye be nice oh my god be nice to my future ex-husband kill Jesus so I rude. am Joseph Osmondson scientist nonfiction writer Total top, and the only thing I've ever used the beat for is a butt plug. Oh my god! Beat as in B E E T. We we were we were gifted beats by a fan tonight. Yes. Somehow. If you're so listening, I'm thank holding you so one much. in my hand. Yes. Um, I'm Jenna Wortham. I'm a writer. I'm also a kitchen witch. And mm. in my fantasy, I'm Carmen from the O Word. But in reality, I'm just Alice <laughs> Kiyosaki, which yeah. isn't that bad. Which isn't that bad. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Jenna, for being our forger while Dennis is away getting colonic irrigation or something. <laughs> I don't know. Um. <laughs> swish, swish. <laughs> Another one in the basket. <laughs> um, who wants to tell us what we got on the menu today? I got it. It's Joe. Today, we used the bathroom at Aubonpain. We are <laughs> <laughs> We lie in the back of a pickup truck Ooh. with a shirtless man and Jenny Deluxe. Yeah. We actually just are going to play 30 minutes of silence because we decided that self-care was more important than writing the show. <laughs> <laughs> um, and we end with pure, 100%, actual, true, God-given evidence that Fran has had a feeling. Oh my God, <laughs> lies! <laughs> this smear campaign yes. I will not stand for. Take it away. <laughs> nom, 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 nom. Nom 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 thoughts. <laughs> it's time we start the top of the show the way any good top should, with a little tease. Our uproarious appetizer segment, Amuse Boosh. And to amuse our booshes today, Fran's gonna play with us. <laughs> no! <laughs> not with Emotion- it's fine. I'm not gonna. I'm Emotionally, not gonna he always plays with us. I do. It's psychological warfare. Um, so this week we're playing a little game that we call Homonym. A lot of you are familiar with it. Um, for all you non word nerds out there, uh, a homonym is when two words have phonetically similar names, but a homonym is when a homonym is gay. Um, <laughs> so, in this game, uh, we'll list some 
homonyms, aka homonyms, um, and we'll discuss which one is the best um, or which one is the most homosexual, which is, uh, you know, the, <laughs> the same best. thing as the best. <laughs> the best. Um, pretty much syn- synonyms. Um, so, yeah. All right, then. Let's yeah. start off. First one. Lady Gaga, Ugh. Lady Bunny, oh. Lady Godiva, Lady Deang- Lady by D'Angelo. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, everyone at this table, I was listening to the last time we played this game, and my answer to everything with D'Angelo in it is just D'Angelo. Yeah. He, it's he made me gay. Yes. I am forever grateful. I'm here for Lady Godiva, <laughs> feminist icon Lady Godiva, who <laughs> rode into town in protest completely naked on a horse. No Get connection it. to chocolate. Well, the chocolate is named after her. her. Okay, gotcha. Yeah, yeah. Okay. She's like a medieval myth. I'll go with chocolate. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you never go wrong with chocolate. Truly. <laughs> I'm torn between the two, but that's okay. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. That's that's fair. That's fair. Um, the next one we have poppers, <laughs> party poppers, <laughs> jalapeno poppers. That's too easy. Come on. <laughs> Which one would you pick, Jenna? Obviously the first. I Poppers. just up my supply and I Instagrammed nice, nice, it, nice, put it nice, on my nice. story. And half the people were like, what's this? And the other half were like, girl, what you, <laughs> what you getting into? <laughs> Wait, in a judgy Wait. way or in like an encouraging way? No, no, no. Way? Like, mm-hmm. genuinely curious way. <gasps> like, love it. It was great. Do you have poppers outside of sex though? Definitely. Yeah, I love yeah. poppers at the club <laughs> yeah. or whatever. Yeah. Same. I don't really use them, but I do use them only outside of sex. Only outside of oh, sex. Yeah, okay. only like at the club. <laughs> okay. But you don't when, get like 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 super stuffy and I'll get like I'll get a little like buzzy and I'll just kind of like Giggle. Yeah, I'll just like giggle. <laughs> it's like Molly, um, but for two minutes. Yeah, no, like less than that. All right, I, I can't really. I can't. I, I damn with poppers, obviously. I don't. I don't like jalapeno poppers because I don't like cream cheese. <laughs> <laughs> I don't like An important descent. It's disgusting. Tommy's like FYI. <laughs> <laughs> just for the Anybody record. Anybody trying to woo me, I will not get the Philadelphia roll um, <laughs> at sushi. So <laughs> it's gross. Yeah. I mean, I'm with you. Rand Paul, Ron Paul. RuPaul, Sean Paul. Sean Paul. Sean Paul. There is like, there's a ve- very, very special place in my heart for Sean Paul and Blue Cantrell song. Yeah! <laughs> breathe, I can't. It was can a very a big bars? part of it. Um, so we can let it breathe. <laughs> but it, the beginning is just like, Sean Paul and Blue Cantrell. <laughs> what about you, Jenna? Sean Paul all the way. Isn't that the give him the love? Dun, 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 dun. Isn't that Sean Paul? Yeah, give yeah. me light. So yeah, many yeah. grinding, so many moments on the so dance floor. With I'll poppers. I'll take it. With the Sean Paul and poppers. <laughs> I pick, I, I think I also have to pick Sean Paul, but if you'd asked me a few months ago, I probably would have said RuPaul. And now I'm just like... We're all figuring it out. Complicated feeling. <laughs> Waiting and seeing. Yeah. I was just talking to somebody earlier, though, but it's just like the elders are always going to let us down somehow. Yeah. So, you know? That's true. In some way. And you can't expect people to be perfect. Heroes. No. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, Justin Bieber, <laughs> Justin Timberlake, mm. Justin Guarini, Justin Trudeau. <laughs> I'm sorry, oh my guys. God. <laughs> Um, kill, kill, kill. kill. <laughs> kill. <laughs> oh, wrong game, wrong game. Yeah. Except Justin Bieber and What Do You Mean? Like, oh my God, thank you. I would date her. Okay. <laughs> Where is she? <laughs> I'm like obsessed with that animatronic person she oh, is. Yes. Like, yes. I um, really have a crush on Justin Bieber. I don't know what it is. He's so dirty and disgusting. Well, he's but thick like, now. Uh, he's thick nah, now and yeah. he has like 
the tattoos, the the no. unwashed Tommy's hair. like, please stop. <laughs> Tommy's in pain. Tommy, if he were six foot two, you would fuck the shit out of him. He's six, six foot two foot, and unwashed. I would say six five. You can get away with the, you can get away with more the taller you are. It's like six five. Okay, you can have like um like bell bottoms. All right. Yeah. Sure. Okay. Wear bell bottoms. Transition also, lenses. Also transition. <laughs> but the thing about Bieber is that like a Bieber unwashed is like rank. It's not yeah, like yeah, a yeah, cute yeah. like like no. I don't know who's musty like, like musty. It's, is yeah, musty in a way. It's like old gym clothes. It's not like uh, a like just like a fresh sweat that you want to like yeah. get on you. This one you're like oh. <laughs> wow. I yeah. think of like no. a like a, a Josh Hartnett like that maybe. Like yes, a yes, bit. Yeah, that must. Yeah. That like musty a little, must. A little rinse. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Mm, I'd love to wash him up. Um, <laughs> seasonal lattes, seasonal clothing sales, seasonal affective disorder, SZA. Oh. <laughs> These are good. <laughs> Teeps. Uh, I mean, fuck seasonal affective disorder. <laughs> oh, my God. It's a, first of all, okay, just got to say that, you know, this is going to come out later, but we are recording it supposedly on the first day of spring. Yes. And it is snowing outside. <laughs> it's disgusting. Fuck it. Fuck, fuck it. all seasonal everything except SZA. <laughs> I like seasonal affective disorder because it gives me a reason to be sad. <laughs> Just like, wow, <laughs> bye, the most you answer ever. Jenna's like, I don't know how to handle this. <laughs> What's happening? Sad feels pretty gay to me, though. I don't know. Like, yeah, that's sad true. Insta, yeah, yeah. like true. moody lighting and just yeah, like a wow. little like lip pulled open, IDK. <laughs> yeah. But I'll have to go with SZA because she's so fine. Like, she, I love And that really album is, is like fun. the sex and soundtrack of everyone's summer, right? <laughs> like, <laughs> this last summer. Wait, mm. it literally is all over my sex soundtrack. Mm. Oh my God. It wow. is the sex that's soundtrack. Very, yeah. Yeah. I did get wooed with that yeah. album. Yeah, yeah, too bad. I was like, it was like Pied Piper, but with SZA. And I was like, I'm going with you. Um, this one's kind of tough for me. TBT, TBD, CBD. <laughs> Ooh. CBD, 100%. That's what I was going to say. But I just got this coconut CBD, little, little bit of THC, but mostly CBD mm. coconut oil tincture. And it was, I t- on the plane back last night, I was Teeps. like, but there is <laughs> the text some- messages were so bad. <laughs> <laughs> there is something so relaxing, though, about putting TBD on stuff True. and just being like, I'll get to this later. <laughs> like sometimes that's better than CBD for me. If we're going to do it that way, I would say TBH is my favorite. Oh, TBH. TBH is my oh, favorite. Man, TB- that's a read. QH or whatever. TB quite motherfucking honest. Okay. Wendy Williams or Wendy's Chocolate Frosties? Frosties. Sorry. Wendy Williams, those Frosties taste like there's something else in them. I don't know what it is. <laughs> like, there's something in the Frosties. Okay, so, and Joe, them. Jenna, you two are opposing forces. Joe gets dollar pizza from the 7-Eleven across yes. the street every oh, week. That's okay. I got McDonald's <laughs> this week instead. <laughs> Did um, you really? I, I would say, though, see, this is what it was, is like the chocolate Frosties, but when you dip the, the chicken fries. nuggets. Oh, oh my God. God. Yeah, or yeah, fries. Yeah. Yes, yes, yeah, yes. that's real. Oh, my God. That's so road trip good. food. Yeah. I would eat that on a road trip. Diane Keaton... Diana Ross, Ooh. Diana Vreeland, or Diana, goddess of the hunt. <laughs> <laughs> Diana, goddess of the hunt, was also a lesbian icon, so I feel like I have to go with her. I, I would say, I mean, Diana Ross. Yeah. Yes. Love yeah. Hangover, I can never re- re- resist that song. Ever, <sighs> ever, ever. 
She's also so mean looking and sexy at the same time. <laughs> yeah. It's super, it's such a turn on. I'm like, uh. I was. Have you ever seen that photo of her with the like the 10 foot wig on? <laughs> and she's got like these pursed lips on her face. And she's like, like you can tell the wig is hurting her. Uh. It's really great. <laughs> it's really incredible. Oh my God. Aubrey O'Day, Aubrey Plaza, Aubrey Graham, or Aubon Payne. <laughs> and for those of you who don't know, Aubrey Graham is, is Drake's real name. Uh, oh. Which I did not know. I did not know. What? Um, I'm gonna abstain because I can't fuck with any of those. I'm so <laughs> sorry. <laughs> Album Pain is not even like wait. I yeah, love ABP. No, so bad. It's, it's, not not cute. it's not. It's not cute. But I will I say it. that at, at like um like a fucking like uh, ten thirty getting into the train station yeah. at Philly and it was like the only thing open and I was hungry like, as fuck. Yeah. <laughs> it was like I was like food. Yes. <laughs> yeah. If we were evaluating this based on which is gayer, Ooh. we would have to pick Drake, right? <laughs> Is Drake gayer than Aubon Payne? I'm not sure. Yeah, definitely. Aubrey Plaza is pretty gay too, though, isn't she? No, I don't know. She I don't just, know. I mean, I, I, I sort know. of see her like disinterest is sort of gay sometimes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> gay in the way that she's unaffected by everything. Right. <laughs> and in um in Parks and Rec, she was dating that gay couple for a, a long time. Uh, whoa, oh, when was yeah. that? Like in like seasons one and two, very early. Oh, on. okay. It was like a goth cool. couple, right? Or something. Yeah. Like it was. That. It was one was like one was like super preppy, and the other was kind of super jockey and then she was like only dating one of them but they were dating each other wow cute okay for our next segment we got a lusciously salacious searingly sinful mmm bop impure thought story spelled T-H-O-T with our esteemed guest who some have called the original player from the Himalayas <laughs> Jenna Werther all facts yes true Okay, so the story I want to share with you guys is from a few years ago, Baby Deluxe, fresh off the boat in New York City, oh, fresh from Deluxe. California. And, you know, I'd landed, I'd arrived at the Times, I was newly single, and even then I was, like, very visible. Like, I was very visible. The Times put me in all these ad campaigns, and my face was everywhere, and so people knew who I was, and it was so embarrassing. NBD. So embarrassing. So embarrassing, but also, like, it was kind of tough, though, because, you know, you'd go on a date, and people would be like, oh, but can I tell you about my, like, new app? And I would be like, oh, you know? Because I was a tech reporter, and, like, I lived in Williamsburg at the time, which was, like, the Papa neighborhood. But it was just like a lot. So I can think of a few things like m- that are more of a turnoff than someone being like, "Do you want to see my new app?" <laughs> like, like I know truly. we're having dinner, but <laughs> what a boner! Stop. Do you want to be sorry. an alpha in the alpha round? Are you, you an alpha to, tester? Are you yeah. talking like, like an appetizer? <laughs> right, right, yes. right. <laughs> you want to get some tapas? <laughs> sure. I'll make you popper. No, I, like once I left a date, like I just was like, I'll be right back, and like I don't yeah. carry purses, yeah, but, so like all my shit was on my person, and yes. I was, I was just like, <laughs> I'm out of here. Get out. So I'd kind of gotten fed up, and this was back in the day when like OK Cupid was still a thing, and they didn't have the, the app yet. Like they didn't even have the app; they just had the web page. Do y'all mm-hmm. remember those days? I remember that stage. She does. You know, and you yeah, would get like the emails, and you'd be like, oh, oh, quickly, like open, like quickly trying to open the link at work, oh like, God. oh shit. I got a link. You know, I got an email. Tacos, taco, 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 six, 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 nine. Just say what's yeah. up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Is that your? Yeah. Tacos, 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 six, 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 nine. I mean, I was pulling from the cloud. I don't know. Someone Google that. And get back to us. Google image search that. <laughs> so I was on OKC one day and. 
I saw this really cute guy and we were like messaging and flirting and he was such a hottie and he was like, let's get a drink. And I was like, okay. So we go out and I'm just like so battle weary from going on all these dates that end people like lecturing me about my job, like whatever. And I was just like over it. So we go on this date and he's like, so what do you do? And I'm like, um, I work for myself. Like I'm, I work for myself, I work from home, I work for Mm -hmm. myself. And he's just like. Okay, and the fact, I have to say, the fact that he did not register that should have been a warning sign to me, because that's like, what does that mean? That means nothing. That means nothing. It literally means nothing. Do you stuff envelopes? Do you babysit? Like, what do you mean? I immediately, like, trust fund baby. Like, you just sit around. Oh, I love that. Yes. (laughs) He probably thought I was rich. Good. So, anyway, so, um, (laughs) so this goes on for a while. We start dating. I'm definitely dating other people, but he's, like, in the, he's, like, on the bench. He's, like, warm in the bench, Mm -hmm. you know? Love the bench. Love the bench. He's, like, a cool acupuncturist who gives me treatments. He's like, oh a, my he's like Free kind of a acupuncture yeah. He's okay. a hippie. Is, does and he have like in, in your phone? Does he have a name? Just his last name. Okay. Is there a needles wow. emoji? That right. <laughs> right. <laughs> the bl- like the one with the blood dripping. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um. So we're like we like hang out at the park. We're like buds. You know, it's definitely sexy, and it was just like very cool. But we were definitely getting more like attached to each other, and he would kind of ask more questions about my life, and I would just tell him everything, but avoid everything about my job. And after a few months, I was like telling friends the story, and they were like, "How? How does he not know though? Like this is weird." Yeah. So finally, one day, I was like, "Do you have a computer?" And he was like, "No." And I was oh. like, "Oh, okay, great." So I was like, <laughs> "I'm even more attracted to this like <laughs> fucking lootly." So yes, this like. Like composting ass freegan who like does acupuncture. Doesn't have a computer. He's Colombian, just beautiful. I'm like so turned on. So I like love this dynamic. So then one day, oh yeah, and this is the best part. He has a BlackBerry. And Blackberries weren't in. Like, it wasn't oh, cool, okay. cute anymore. This wasn't in the era of Blackberries. It wasn't like, in the I era. No, <laughs> no. This is, like, after that. Yeah. <laughs> and he would, like, it would, like, go out of service a lot. So he was, like, That's definitely right. in the come-up period Important. of his life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, <laughs> so this goes on for a while. We're having a really good time. Sometimes we'll, like, meet in the city and he'll be like, where are you coming from? And I'll be like, a friend's. Like, I just, like, I don't oh, know. I just was wow. in too deep. I was, like, in too deep. And then I was kind of, I really cared about him. And I was like, fuck, I hate that I'm lying to you. But it's just like we it's just like been going on too long. So you're and a Seinfeld episode at this point. I'm a Seinfeld yeah. episode. Oh <laughs> I am Elaine. <laughs> but I also knew it wasn't gonna be that deep. You know what I mean? Like I was just like, he He's doesn't really material. need them out. Yeah, yeah, you know, it's, it's all good. So then one day his phone like goes out of service for a while. I don't hear from him. And then he gets his number back or whatever, he gets his his service gets kept back on. And he sends me a text. He goes, Hey. What's up? Dot, dot, dot. He typed out the dot, dot, dot. Yes. Jenny Deluxe. Oh, Oh, no. This is after like six months, which is, and that's my, my, it's been my internet handle forever, as long as I've been here. So I'm like, I was like, oh, Oh, the jig is officially up. So I was like, let me be real strategic about this. So I wrote back and I said, whose computer you steal? Like, (laughs) let me just like try to make it funny. I can't afford a computer. I already know. And he's like, I'm at the library. No, oh. no. Oh, my God. He was, he was at the library. Wow. He was like, I'm at the library. And I was like, okay, well, yeah, LOL. He found me out. So you was know? this the sexy unwashed thing that we were talking about before? Oh, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. This was the, it was like, 
I mean, ripped. We would like drive. He had a car. We would drive to the beach Ooh. and like swim oh. and like you know what I mean and like lay on the like lay in the um, bed of the he had, like a truck all day and like drink beer and be hot and sweaty. It was did like he, he was like Ooh. hot. Did he like not work hot. out? He seems like one of those guys that doesn't work out but is shredded. Shredded. Oh I don't God. know what his situation was. He probably <laughs> did pull up some like a, like a street corner, you know, just oh like like no, like on a exposed know. piping, like exactly. whatever. <laughs> Waiting for like, like the walk sign wow. to turn green. Yeah, yeah. Oh just God. like. Uh, uh. Waiting for the walk. <laughs> 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 yes. Wow. Just like dropping, doing push-ups. Yeah. So the next time I saw him, he was like, you know, I know that we weren't exclusive, and I know we were like, you know, because we were. Th- I learned a lot about non-monogamy with him, and like he was definitely like a person I was dating among other people, and like taught me a lot about myself. Even though it was kind of like, you know, it's I don't know. I knew it wasn't gonna go anywhere, but. We did have a deep connection, and um, I was like, "Yeah, no, I get it." And he's like, "No, I'm, I'm really hurt. Like, I don't think I can keep seeing you." And I'm like, "I get it. No, I get it. That's cool." Yeah. But I was like, "Okay." And so we tried to be friends, and it didn't work out, and like whatever. So this was maybe six or seven years ago. Oh my god! We stayed Facebook friends, like off and on. We were like Facebook friends and not, then friends and not, and whatever. It's just like you know what Blackberry I mean. Blackberry could access could work. Yeah, <laughs> I would like delete him. I would like do a spring cleaning and like delete him. He would like add me back, and sometimes oh I would say god. okay. Oh sometimes god. I would let it, and then I'd be like, oh, I don't want to see your dumb updates and like delete them. So, when did the movie Thelma come out? Uh, like Feb? Oh no, no, wait, it's March now. So like December, yeah, November. Yeah, okay, so Thelma comes out. And I'm on the train going to Chelsea to see it. I'm sitting on the train. So this is like a few months ago. I'm reading like on my phone. And I look up and he walks in. Oh, and I'm like, oh, my. my. And I haven't seen him for this entire period of time. Oh, like I've always been like, you know, I wonder if I'm going to rent him. He's like a caterer. So I was just like, I feel like I'm just going to see him, you know. I'm stressed Goosebumps. out. Goosebumps. I'm wow. so excited yeah. for the sex that's about to happen. Well, it didn't get that deep, but what was great is that he walked in and he's like, so you've been catfishing anybody lately? And I was like, I was like, sit next to me. And then we like hugged and it was just really funny. He was like, you still up to your old tricks? And I was like, not anymore, actually. Like everybody knows the deal. The funny thing is you like reverse catfished him, yeah. right? Like you pretended to be not the person who yeah. you like, it was like. It was a reverse catfish, yeah. it's true. But it's still a catfish though when you're like lying. Because when I was, you're right, when I was a kid, I used to go on online like sex chat rooms and use my sister's photos. Fair. <laughs> Same. And that's Same. Catfish. You're right. That's- <laughs> Dead friend. And that's actually catfishing. Yeah. Oh but I don't know. It just felt really magical. And we like checked in and we didn't do the thing of like let's catch up it was just like we just talked for the train ride and I was like oh, that's really beautiful. you seem great he didn't seem great actually but I just said <laughs> it because I don't know and just say what you have to until this ride is over it's over <laughs> yeah. but I, I felt like a lot of loving kindness towards him yeah. and I felt mm-hmm. like I don't know I wanted him to know like you were a formative part of like my early time here and I just wanted him to know but it was the funniest shit ever oh my god my friends were always just like you need to tell him the truth and I'd be like no, it's fine. <laughs> like he doesn't need to know. I want just yeah. lying about how great you are. It's a really that's my kink. <laughs> wow. <laughs>
Welcome back. This is Tommy T. Speaker. It's time we get into the meat of our discussion, the thought process, spelled T-H-O-T. T-H-O-T. And this week is a discussion that I deeply need. It is about self-care. And I'm just talking about the fact that, like, last night was the first night in two weeks that I fell asleep in my own bed. Um, Whore. Not because of some, not because of some <laughs> sniffy shenanigans, just because I've been traveling so goddamn much. Okay. He's a traveler. All right, all right. <laughs> I should have qualified that. Should have qualified that before. Um, and just like I'm, I'm just feeling like yesterday I texted um, people on the show where I was like, "Is it okay to have like a cinnamon bun and like a margarita at 11 o'clock in the morning at an airport?" And it's oh, like because an yes. airport exists out of time, right? But I just, you know, I'm like, I want, I'm, I'm curious about you know how y'all assess self care and some of the strategies that you use, just because. I can't be doing that all the time. Like, that is, like, something that I can do maybe one Monday out of the month. But, like, if I'm traveling all the time, I'm going to need some other things to do that are not just, like, sugar and, like, alcohol and dick, to be honest with you. <laughs> um, but, like, the so I want to get into those questions first. But the, the primary question that I want to ask is that um, does or did the necessity for self-care, where did that start? Like, does the diagnosis for self-care start in some kind of malaise? Like, I can't sleep, or I'm miserable, or like, I'm overwhelmed? Or is it, did it, did it start as like a series of, of discrete things that you do continually to keep yourself an optimal person? Hmm. If that makes sense at all. Uh, we were sharing articles uh, about the topic of self-care, self-care and wellness, and one of the things that resonated with me was a definition where they were like, wellness is the desire to feel the way you want to feel in your own body. And I was like, I was like, okay, that makes sense to me. Because if you if you something feels off, you want to make it better. That way, that uh, that said, it can also be a dangerous cycle of not really being able to pinpoint what mm-hmm. it is that's wrong with you. Uh-huh. And sometimes you're just wrong, and you can't you don't have like an herbal remedy to like fix that. Um, it's a lot more complicated than just like a one stop shop kind yeah. of thing. But yeah, this message comes from iHeartRadio sponsor Mercury Insurance. If you're looking to save some money, you should really think about getting a quote from Mercury. Because Californians save an average of $677 with Mercury. It's quick and easy, and in just a few minutes, you might find you could save a lot of money on your auto and home insurance. Plus, Mercury was named one of America's best insurance companies by Insure.com four years in a row. Low rates, big discounts, great insurance. Go to MercuryInsurance.com today to get a quote. It's crazy how much we have to pay for outdated, impersonal health care. And even crazier that we all just accept it. It's time to face facts. Healthcare is backwards. Luckily, there's Forward, a new approach to primary care that's surprisingly personal and refreshingly straightforward. Forward never makes you feel like just another patient. Backed by top-rated doctors and the latest tech, Forward gives you access to personalized care whenever you need it. Using in-depth genetic analysis and real-time blood work, Forward's top-rated doctors provide you with in-depth insights to better understand your genetics, mental, and physical health. They then create custom, easy-to-understand plans to help guide you to achieving long-term health. With Forward, you get unlimited in-person visits with your doctor and access to care anytime via the Forward app, all for one flat monthly fee. It's time to stop accepting backwards health care and start moving your health forward. Visit GoForward.com today to learn more. That's GoForward.com. Sticky notes, email alerts, a string around your finger. They're just not big enough. So here's a big reminder from the California Lottery. Tonight's Mega Millions jackpot is over $350 million. Play now. Please play responsibly. Must be 18 years or older to purchase player client. 
20 years ago, you fell in love with the Gilmore Girls for 154 episodes and four movies. On the I Am All In podcast, Scott Patterson, a.k.a. Luke Danes, everyone's favorite grouchy diner owner, takes us down memory lane. Tune in to the I Am All In podcast to relive the Gilmore Girls saga one episode at a time. We'll share stories. We'll share the memories. I've got a million stories to tell, especially about Sean Gunn and Milo Ventimiglia and a lot of other people, too. Scott will take you back to Stars Hollow, Luke's Diner, Dosie's Market, Miss Patty's, even Mrs. Kim's Antique Shop. I know you guys have been binge-watching it through COVID and, you know, for 21 years and generations of families and mothers and daughters, and let's watch it together. If you can smell snow, if Paris isn't just a city in France, and Friday night dinner is a requirement, you won't want to miss this. Listen to the I Am All In podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I definitely feel, I mean, for me, um, my self-care has always been a little reactionary and that I wait to a moment of crisis where I can't not face it. Mm-hmm. And it, it, like insomnia was one of the first ones where like my academic stress in high school and college was leading to insomnia. And that made me lead to all sorts of self-care about my like sleep routine where I'm like, don't do anything in bed other than sleep. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, you know, like no napping during the day, like all of these routines that I developed to like help the insomnia go away. And then like, you know, this past year, going through a really bad breakup at the same time I was going through a lot of work stress, I had like a complete breakdown Mm. and like, uh, uh, you know, got a therapist and got an SSRI and got some Mm -hmm. Klonopin and like Mm -hmm. had to face what it looks like to actually care through my own self through moments of huge crisis. Mm -hmm. Um, So for for me, I wish that I had been a person who was more proactive about having routines in place that would be like there for me. But I usually address it when like I have to sort of fall out of my normal life. Do you think though that like... um uh, doing the the the, the sort of stopgap, doing the thing that like saves saves you from falling over the edge, yeah. as like a way of getting yourself right. You then are giving yourself space to figure out sort of like daily interventions that you can do. Oh, absolutely. I mean, and that's what a big you know a huge part of, for example, therapy is like. Right, my therapy is all about like quote unquote self soothing. Like what the f- like when you're feeling anxious or when you're feeling mm-hmm. sad, what the fuck do you do instead of getting a drink or texting your ex or like having sex that you don't want to be having? Like I'm a huge fan of like physical touch Nuh-uh. and physical affection <laughs> and sex <laughs> as a form of self-care. But yeah. that you can't rely on that because like <laughs> sex depends on other bodies besides your own. Meanwhile, my self-care is not being touched. Oh, <laughs> <of course. laughs> but that's time. okay too. I mean, I <laughs> yeah. think, I think everyone here is touching or, or sorry, everyone. Maybe not touching. I love to be touched. Um, I think everybody is circling around something that's very true about self-care, which is it's very specific to each individual oh, yeah, and it's true. ongoing. Mm-hmm. And I think about how I used to take care of myself a year ago and how I take care of myself now. And they're such different things. And oh Joe, I loved what you were saying about like self soothing. And for me right now, a lot of self-care is like sitting in the thick and sitting in the discomfort Ab- and literally and every therapy session <clears throat> being a little bit lonely and being like yes. it's it's actually careful it's caring for myself my future self to learn how to stick out the tough yes. moments now yeah and what as is, much as oh i'm sorry i was Tommy. gonna say what is the what is being in the thick like what are the things that you so what comes to you <laughs> well because Do- i've been th- super therapized um, <laughs> i happen to know i i have an avoidant personality so i like mm. i love to binge i binge on people i binge on like drinking, I binge on um, food, I binge on TV, like anything to avoid feeling discomfort in New York. You know, it's really easy to mm. fill your time. Mm-hmm. You can go to party, to party, to party, to this person, to person, to person. I mean, yeah. it's just like, oh, you want more? Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, baby, we got it. You know, like <laughs> this city is not, you know, and you can, you can really, like, I used to spend my weekends like, 
I would book Saturday night from 10 a.m. until 5 a.m. Like I would just be out. So I wow. never had to think about. And for, in a way, it was like, that's how I took care of myself. I felt yeah. great. Mm. I was like, I'm getting all my needs met. Like I'm like living this life I've always wanted to live. Mm. And then after a little while, my body started to break down. And I think we're also yeah. not taught how to care for yourself beyond like basic hygiene or that you have mm-hmm. to eat. And like, I think about even nutritional information. Like we don't even know like how to eat or like yeah. we know we should drink water, but no one like talks about how much. I mean, it's just, there's so much we don't actually know. And so once you're, you, I think for most people, we come into it at a point of crisis because you realize how how hard it is to care for your own body. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. so you start being like, okay, so what do I need to do? Is it therapy? Yeah. Do I need to eat better? I mean, I feel like I'm always having conversations with friends who are like, I just realized I don't know how to feed myself. And I'm mm. like, Ugh. let's cook together. You know, yeah, like yeah. I love to cook. And I think it's, there's a lot of shame around that realization that we don't actually know what to do. And I'm really invested in like it being very collective and just being very open. Like we don't know how we're supposed to be. And the only way we can figure it out is kind of through each other. It's like an experiment. It's like you, it have, is to an test, experiment. you have to test things and you're know, like, oh, does that make me feel better? Or does that make me yeah. feel worse? Mm-hmm. But the hard part about that is you have to sit there and feel worse if it makes you feel mm-hmm. worse. And exactly. then the next time you're like, oh, maybe I won't do the other thing and try yeah. that other thing. But like it really is the process of learning how to care for yourself and be well involves discomfort. And we're and there's, there's very much a trend right now too in Western society and our capitalistic society that you can – you can yoga your way out of a sadness. Exactly. You can, God. you can, you know, green juice your way out of it, or Truly. you can meditate consume, your way consume, out of it. Consume, Keep consuming consume. things. It's Everything amazing. Is <laughs> yeah, and I used to be like that. Like I used to be more like that. Like I, I felt like having a yoga practice and having a workout practice and having like a healthy eating practice. I mean, those things do help me, but it's less about turning outward for them and like yeah, I don't yeah. know like I'm, I'm and assuming to... that there's like a cure Ex- right, right right and being like yeah. I can I can I can figure out what is the formula for curing this thing, right right but it's like maybe there isn't a cure it's just and maybe you is. don't need to be cured yeah you know or maybe I, 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 I read your article um, in the New York Times that was on like black health and I saw something in there that that you know you were talking about that I think a lot of these like sort of wellness uh, uh, in the popularized sort mm. of like wellness sort Ideal. of g- guru type situation is gooping yeah Goop. but it's all about like selling you a product yeah right that will make you feel better mm. but what I saw you addressing in that article is that like you can't like there is no product that's going to fix like um systemic isms and phobias. No, I mean, in this Pilates class that I was in earlier today, it's like, you know, I'm deeply aware that my body is the only black body in that class. And that hurts. Mm. It just hurts. Like, so it doesn't matter. Like, I can take care of my body and go to exercise class, but that's not going to be a space where I'm necessarily feeling nourished or fed. I go because exercise helps my mental health. Like, Mm. I know that if I don't physically do something, like, Jenna ain't going to be doing so good at the end of the week, you know? (laughs) So that's, like, something I've learned about myself. But I will say it's, like, it's so interesting because I think there are two things that happen. One is, like, just even being able to acknowledge that, maybe you have to take special care of yourself because of just the body you live in in the world. Mm -hmm. So that's one thing. And the second thing, and that's like the first step is admission. Like, I do need something different than Mm -hmm. these other people. Mm -hmm. And then the second step is, well, what are those things? Lately, I've been really into... 
like a lot of the stuff I'd been doing wasn't really working. I'm really in, big into baths. I love like taking like ste- like long steamy soaks yes. at home. Mm-hmm. Like, I miss I them so much. I give you some much. recipes. Oh yeah, it's, I miss them. I'm curious though, in around the table, like if there are practices that are good for our bodies and making our bodies the most optimal one, and sometimes that is the first one that we recognize as being a thing that deserves to live and take up space and walk in the world and mm-hmm. be healthy. Maybe you know? allegedly, <laughs> um, but if there is another greater source of I don't know, of of contention or uh, or, or that 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 for which there is like a barrier to ease is there like do you do you guys have like a spiritual practice at all my spiritual practice is going to the movies alone with Whole Foods snacks. <laughs> That's just like That's my a great practice. My, it's like honestly, it's the one thing. It's the only time where I'm like completely alone and not looking at my phone, which I yeah. think is cute. I'm too addicted to my technology oh, and wow. my devices to not look at it in any other space. That's how some people have have talked about cooking to me. Yeah, oh, that's really? cooking does that for me because yeah. I'll look at it. I have cookbooks now and I can look at my cookbooks and I put music on. Yeah, yeah. It's so funny though. I said I texted you yesterday to go to the movies and then it didn't go through and it was just funny because I was like, I'll just be alone. It's fine. I know Fran goes alone too. It's yeah, fine. Yeah, yeah. Like, it was so funny. You're going to the movies alone together. <laughs> I know. Oh my God. We show God. up to the same theater, but like we sit separately. Like it'll be amazing. <laughs> Can't wait to see Tomb Raider. Wow. I know. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then just text about it later. Don't like even talk to each other after um, that movie. But to answer the question a little more seriously, jogging is that for me as well. Oh, yeah. I, 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 um, yeah. For me, going on a 30-minute jog is just setting aside 30 minutes to determine whether I'm going to have a good day or a bad day. Ooh. And, like, I even if I didn't like the jog, even if I have to, like, pull myself into my, like, shitty, like, athleisure and, like, go on my jog and I'm like, I don't want to do this, it's just 30 minutes to pull through that and then to be like, okay, you're good now. Do you look at your phone when you're running? No. You said the I same. mean, actually, sometimes. Sometimes <laughs> I sometimes I collect edits on the podcast while I'm running on the... Do you listen to music? Some, um, no. Usually I listen to podcasts. Hmm. Oh, or that's, that's or cool. I listen to our podcasts and write down notes. But I try not to do Mm-hmm. Like, I try to make it a work-free zone. It's so interesting the way that, like, sometimes what gives us spiritual practice or gives us meditation is actually that connection with the body. Mm-hmm. Where, it, like, um, for me, I'm the same way. Jogging, like, long-distance running was one of the first things I could do. And it uh, it required just enough of my body that it made me meditate in a way. Because it's the only way I could shut my brain off was, like, mm-hmm. to run just fast enough that I couldn't think anymore. That, like, my body was low-key in pain. <laughs> it's oh, like the pain oh, wow. became a part of – I mean, I'm Irish Catholic, so it makes a lot of sense. <laughs> <laughs> um, it became a, a f- first version of, of a spiritual practice. And now, like, I think I was thinking a lot about this the last couple of days because I've been doing this writing project um, that has just been feeding me so much. Mm-hmm. And, like, that's wor- – so it's complicated because that's work, right? But I'm doing this writing project that's never going to pay me any money <laughs> because it's, like, really weird. Um, but I get so much pleasure from it. And I Good. and it's I, – I call it, like, the accessing the sublime. Mm-hmm. And it's, like, the first time I accessed the sublime was a mathematics proof. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And it's just mm-hmm. that moment where you're doing something and there's joy in it and the whole world falls away. And just for one second, you're like, this makes sense. And the world makes sense. Mm-hmm. Um and, and I've never felt anxiety in that moment, not ever in my life. Um, and there are different things have given me that throughout my life. And uh, math was the first, and sex is definitely one of them. And on good days, writing and reading is one of them. Well, I'm wondering if these are ways in which we contend with the fact of being alone and thinking about things that connect us to other people. Right. I was listening to this mm. Neil deGrasse Tyson podcast, and he was um, going over one of his interviews with um, Stephen Hawking. 
And Stephen Hawking was talking about, you know, the similarities between science and religion. And he was just like, you know, religion was a thing that was created in order for us to address these essential questions. Mm. Who are we? Why are we here? And what are we supposed to do? And he's like, science gives us more consistent results, but people always return to religion because it's a thing that makes them feel less alone. Mm. And so I started to think a lot about, about, and because he's like, because we have this God gene, we're always looking for that thing to make Mm -hmm. us feel less alone. I started to think about, okay, is the God gene also the art gene? Is that the writing gene you know is that the thing that like because i think of okay so from for writing in in writing it you have to be alone right in order to make it happen but i thought about it in terms of like that is that is my kind of work that's the, that's mm. the worship that i do mm. you know that those are the prayers that i send out into the yes, world yes, is by yes, writing yes, yes, yes. and i, it's I can't practice it's that's my spiritual practice and it's like i do it every day it's one of the things that and, and again it makes me feel alone but also like there is a sense of audience and uh-huh. in that way i don't feel alone because you're you're crafting something for the reader yeah. you're giving something that is a, the deepest act of empathy and communication people sit with books for hours and days so it's like in a way the closest you ever get to inhabit someone else's consciousness and so when you're writing and you get what david foster wallace called the click which is mm-hmm. that moment of sublime mm-hmm. you're just like this sentence does this sentence puts on the page my it. internality yeah. and then you know that when someone picks that up as a reader they get that same click so it is like the deepest actually <clears throat> act of generosity and communication mm. between oh, two people that. so you're, if you're like you're also doing work together you're working together yes, there's like work reading you do as a reader work. and there's yes. work you do as a writer oh. to and reach if, towards each other yes. and if you're at home playing the food for thought drinking game it's drink now because Joe just mentioned David, David Foster, Foster Wallace, Wallace. <laughs> every episode it's been, like, it's been like five or six episodes <laughs> <laughs> but it came in so naturally and it was now, great. you guys can drink again because Fran's gonna talk about how much he loves work um uh, I do so even though you're right even though we have very Joe we have a really different relationships to our own work and yeah. uh, we have very different relationships to writing writing is not very relaxing to me right? writing feels like not a, not a fun process I don't have a good relationship mentally to writing even and though to I be love fair it. this seems I don't find it relaxing either right it, it, it's a different kind of work it's a spiritual mm. spiritual right. isn't relaxing necessarily for me, right for me it's not spiritual for me and I don't know if my work is spiritual but I will say that like last year was a really hard year for me. There was a lot of things going on mentally, physically, psychologically, whatever, within the grand scheme of all the ways that last year was shit. Mm. Um, and one of the things that helped me get through it was throwing myself into the mm-hmm. work that I loved. Mm-hmm. That had, like, throwing myself into this podcast and helping y'all, like, make it the best it can possibly be. Throwing myself into, like, the stuff that I do for Hello Mister. Throwing myself into, like, every other thing that, like, to me was a passion project. Because I'm being very productive with, uh, with my time, because I feel like I'm doing something useful with myself and Mm -hmm. feel really good about that, Mm -hmm. that was like restorative to me. I I feel like I'm someone who goes through different evolutions and mutations of a kind of practice and a kind of spiritual practice, which is very seasonal. So when it's the warm months, the the ocean for me is the most soothing. Yeah, we're going to go together then. (laughs) Anytime. anytime. Do you have a fuckboy with a car right now? uh, (laughs) Or a fuck girl? I mean... (laughs) Uh, It was with the BOI, which is ungendered, completely ungendered. All right, we can work it out. We can get a car. I can get my hands on some keys. Um, I got that. I got that. Um, But there's something really ritualistic for me about dunking in the ocean and just like spending time there and just remembering 
One of my favorite teachers is is a, is a Dharma teacher named Tara Brock. She's a Buddhist, but she really specializes in trying to make the principles of Buddhism much more relatable. Mm-hmm. And her website's just like Tara Brock, and all her stuff's free. So you can just go and listen to her meditations and her podcasts. But she has this one I listen to over and over again where she talks about just the principles of, of Buddhism and um, one equanimity. And this just idea of like basically being unbothered. But it's not about not caring. It's about... It's about living in the moment so that the bigger things aren't messing with you. And she always talks about the mm. ocean versus the waves. And she's like, if you can understand that you're the ocean, mm-hmm. the waves don't bother you as much. Oh, and she, it, it wow. takes her like 45 minutes to get there. And her voice is very like whispery. So if you have any ASMR, like a- I'm trying as, that next. Yeah, it makes me feel so good. I love her voice. It's like, oh, I'm like, oh, it sounds like you have a mouthful of milk. I love it, which is oh, gross. Yeah. I know that's gross, but I love it. I love it. The other thing about the ocean, um, though, and like that. That dunking is like I understand the concept of baptism. Yes, I understand oh, why that is so. Yeah, that, that's such a part of of like an indoctrination. Yes, well, know? for me, it feels like a surrendering in a way a to something more infinite. But then there's another a flip side to the beach where I love the gay beach and I love to go Jennifer's. and like see all my exes and like <laughs> yes. feel love for them and then also see some new little honeys I might want to ask out and yes. I it makes me feel really connected in the same way we're talking yeah. about and I think it's that balance of like inside and outside. I have a Gemini oh moon, God. so I'm such a do. I have such a duality inside of me but I love the like this is me nourishing me and then this is now me being fed by other people and I think mm. those two things are are really important but I do want to share one thing I've been doing lately which is like a huge part of my self-care practice and also like a spiritual routine that I've been into and I'm also kind of going through a breakup so I've just been like sad I mean everything is for the better but I'm just like you know, just in that weird introspective transitional. You're in mourning, a in grieving a way, yeah. process, and like a like a like a sloughing, like a letting go. Mm-hmm. And I was walking home yesterday um, from the train, and I was just really emotional. Just like I'm going to go home alone. Like I just that feeling, and like, am I, is this always going to be how it is? And like, you know, and I just was like, you know what, make your list. And so I was like walking, and I I think I looked crazy because someone looked at me and then like sped up. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Love and that I, feeling. <laughs> because I think I was like kind of crying, but also like <laughs> like grinning. <laughs> oh my god! Oh my god. <laughs> crazy person. <laughs> and all the time. And what I was doing though, I was just like making a list of um, just a gratitude list. And I actually mm. try not to do the thing where it's like I'm grateful for my home and my job. But I think those things are fine to be grateful for. I try to make it as as granular as possible. Um, deep, deep, deep. So I was yeah. like, I'm grateful that Mary sent me a voice note today telling me she loved me. Oh, yeah. I'm so grateful the cafe had the beans stew I liked. Yes. I'm so grateful I feel good in my body today. Mm, you know, like yeah. I'm I'm grateful that like my skin looked good when I looked at it just a second ago. You know, uh, it's just your like your skin really, does look really good. I too. mean, you can think of more than three things, but you'll find that at the end of that list, whatever is weighing you down yeah. or bumming you out, I guarantee you. I mean, I made a list the other day of just the loves of my life, and I was like, oh EVA, Sarah, Naima, Kimberly, Wesley. Like I was just oh like, all God. these people love me so much, so much. and. I know that I can call any of them right now and they would be so excited to talk to me. Mm. Like I just, it's just those little things where you just realize you just take stock. Or just being like lifting your shoulders. You're like, I love the way I feel when I lift my shoulders. Even in Pilates today, I was like, I don't have a, I I don't have a great relationship to my body. It's only recently that I've started to like inhabit my body a little bit Mm -hmm. more. And like, I have weird body images. Like I think I'm really overweight. Like I have all these issues with my body and you know, being able to exercise, like today I was just like, 
feeling it. Like I, I did a push up and I was just like grinning. I was like, <laughs> I just fucking did a push up, bitches. Or like we did, we did like a round of burpees. And mm. I was just like, I remember when this was really hard. I remember when I couldn't do this. Yeah. And it's just like, just taking stock of those little moments has become such a practice for me. Just, I feel like honoring the passage of time yes. and like the progression. I'm curious if you, okay. Is there a difference between self-care? What's the, is there a difference between self-care and self-indulgence? Mm. Oh my god! It's a and, thin line, and I think <laughs> that that gets to one of the things I really wanted to talk about, mm-hmm. which is when people use self care as an excuse to be shitty people, yeah, or as an excuse to not do work, to or not to be lazy, to not do work, or to ghost, or to not be accountable, to not show up. Yeah. You know, um, like where is that fine line between you're caring for yourself or you're actually disregarding other people? Because there is something like. There is something real. There's a restorative quality. I literally just did this to canceling plans with people. When you are taking well, stock of yourself. that's a little different. Right, yeah. right. When you're taking stock of yourself and you're like, I actually, I know I won't be I able to do have this. the energy for this thing. Like being really honest with yourself and then, you know, doing what, it over and over again. But what has to come in hand with that though, I think is what you're saying is you can't just be like, oh, I didn't show up because it's self-care. It's like you have to be able to right. like call the friend or send a text that's like, yeah. I know we had plans and I was really looking forward to them, but I just realized I'm so burnt out. Yeah. Please forgive me. Can I make it up to you next yeah. week when yeah. I'm my best self? Yeah. Like that, And like, that's, that, I think that's a way to sort of take care of yourself and be accountable to someone else's feelings. Yeah. Like Communication. That's, that's key. Yeah, yeah. But I think there's this thing happening where we have this whole new vocabulary of language that is not I mean, I should say, actually, I don't mind if people in totally indulge as a form of self-care. I just feel like we live in unprecedented times. If, <laughs> if what's going to make you feel good is like to go to the cost, like sale, you know, the end of the season and spend like your paycheck, all your dollars, all your scrolled away coins, like hashtag self-care, you know, like it's cool. It's fine. But I, I think I have more of a problem with it when it's like when the language is masking something else and like I'll, I'll try to give an example maybe you guys will know what I mean like I had a a person I was involved with recently basically tell me they couldn't be there for me in like a time of deep anxiety I, I like suffer from chronic anxiety I have a therapist I take drugs as well like yeah. you know I'm on top of it I work out like I know my brain I know how to like keep it functioning so I can be a high functioning person yeah. mm-hmm. but I was having like a really like low moment of just like I was spiraling and just like obsessing and I was like I just have to kind of get through this moment so then I can like manage this tomorrow but like I'm just in it for whatever reason and they were just like I don't like it when you're like this like I can't really handle this and it's it's because I'm an empath and I was like you might be an empath actually but it's not an excuse to not be there for me in a moment like that's fine you know those things don't have so I I don't know sometimes I feel like people use self-care when as an excuse in a way that's like, well, we have this new language that lets me be selfish. So. That's exactly, yeah. it's yeah. A ba- and it's that's a exactly bank- what I'm it's saying. Bankruptcy of language. Yeah, it's it like uh, yeah. it's absolutely, absolutely like milking all of the qual- all of the actual meaning yeah. out of it to the point where now it's like being commodified and being you know yeah. worse, whatever. What is that thing that was like about how like when Goop launched its vitamin site, they made a hundred thousand dollars in like one day. Exactly. Or like that. Yo, the Goop vitamins they sell vitamin B for like fifty dollars a pack. Like oh. I, what? I'm kind of into Goop because I I like. <laughs> the idea of, of like 
I like accessibility points and I like access points and I don't think information should be privileged and I don't think how to take care of yourself is anything that should belong to one person. So I'm yeah. like, great, make it accessible. Like I love astrology Instagram accounts because I'm like, we should all know oh more God, about everything. So yeah. But just charging so much more it's for something amoral. so basic is amoral. It's amoral. And it's like people who aren't going to know better yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, maybe there are rich people who don't know how to, who don't know better. So then, in that case, whatever. But it just—it's like so. Oh my god. Me, I don't know better. I have one hundred and ten dollars worth of vitamins, like in my cabinet. That's okay. But I like—I know. But it's just like it's this. On the flip side, Fran versus Fran, like there is a <laughs> there is this there is a soothing placebo effect to the vitamins that I thoroughly enjoy after taking them every single day, um, which functions similarly to my relationship to like astrology and like the ways we read our horoscopes every day. But I mean, yeah. all of that is like, so, so, and, and, and it, there's all of it is just telling yourself a story, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm, and so, like, mm-hmm. whatever story you tell yourself yeah. to be the best version of yourself. It's not a problem. If there, it leads you to as treat as people not, like shit, right. then it's a problem. But like, <laughs> I'm fine. Lie to yourself. What does it matter? But I don't think those things are lying to yourself necessarily. I think I, I believe in vitamins and I, I believe in astrology. I believe that <laughs> I actually do believe that there it's con- entirely possible that the alignment of planets affect what's happening on Earth. We know the moon correla- like correlates to tides. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, there is some evidence that people born at certain times of the year do have similar like physical characteristics that are mm-hmm. similar in terms of being like d- different kinds of allergies like there are studies i'll send them to you guys i can't i can't i can't google them Gemini's right now are monsters. everybody knows i know poor Gemini. um i know some good ones jk i don't, don't know all, one. no one knows any good Gemini's. but i i do think that um i do think that there are lots of systems and there are lots of ways to organize information and apply them to your life and that's kind of how i feel about astrology i should just yeah. say and like color psychology which i'm so into wait so. oh my god i need to i need to dive into well that. i think apart but like where this idea of like a democratization of information and this idea of accessibility gets kind of perverted in capitalism is that then when that language is used to make you feel like you don't have something yes. that, that can be sold to you so that you can get it <laughs> right? right oh my god and Not, i just that's me <laughs> I'm the target demographic. Sell it to me, please. Hi, do you have something to sell to me? Because I'll buy it. I I think, I mean, who isn't susceptible to that? That's what advertising is. It's a way to worm inside of you to make you feel inadequate and then to sell you something to then make you, to give you the illusion of like, of of satiety, but without actually like feeding you. And interestingly, Tommy, I think Instagram content, even some good Instagram content kind of follows that model of course. where it's Seriously. like it's feeding you the content that you're double clicking on so that they get more clicks and likes and whatever and so that they can sell <clears throat> their shit to advertisers and then for it, more money and then it goes into my algorithm and then I'm spending $94 on a crystal egg to put into my butthole <laughs> like seriously that is honestly the best $94 oh, you'll ever spend next ever. baby I believe in you <laughs> did you buy a yoni egg I did not I please also, don't can, buy a yoni can, egg I will not what, okay. can, I, does it, can a yoni egg go into a butthole as well they I can go so. into any orifice but they're really <laughs> hard to get out <laughs> they can go and into they're hard to clean they're, having, having had bad butthole You're experiences your so excitedly <laughs> the problem is not getting things Joe, into a butthole it's right. getting things out that's and why you need problems. the poppers again if you're playing the food for thought drinking game Drink every time Joe talks about his butthole issues. <laughs> <laughs> the problem is getting things out of your butthole. No, it's real. That's why you need the poppers. Step one. 
But also, Dude, yeah, no, yoni eggs are not good. I feel like this podcast is your home. You found your home. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so yoni eggs, not good. Not good. What are some things that are good, though? I found, for example, what I, what I really respond to is guided meditation. So yeah. those things are people being <laughs> nice like, segue. and, you're, and yes. you're, you're walking into a field and you see a light oh, and a staircase it. and you walk up the staircase. I fall asleep like that. That's beautiful. Like, if I put that on YouTube, I'm out. Um, I really want to try ASMR. Um, I, I've watched it ironically a couple of times and I've been laughing. People are like, this is hilarious. So the inside being like, I'm starting to feel tingly. <laughs> <laughs> Just like bookmarking it on your yeah. phone. <laughs> oh my god, I would love a guided meditation like that's narrated by Teebs. Just like, oh, <laughs> need to have it. Oh, shit. So Wake up, bitch. <laughs> Time to relax. <laughs> there are definitely affirmation apps. Um, Lily Singha, who's the YouTube mm. star person, I don't know her stuff, but I was at a really fancy celebrity Hollywood brunch and somebody was like, mm. oh, I love the Lily Singha affirmations. And I was like, <laughs> but then I was like, okay, let me download <laughs> And like, it's nice. I love ocean sound. I sleep really well to rain sounds. Like yeah, that me really, that like puts me in a flow state. Um, I just love body meditation. Like I like mm-hmm. dancing. I like moving. Mm-hmm. I like cuddling with friends or other yeah. people. It's like I really enjoy stuff that makes me feel held. That's a big Hell, part of it. Yes. I think too, like there's this thing about being held where it's like I start to remember to breathe in different parts of my body. Yeah. Absolutely. Oh my God. You know? Oh, yes. that's real. And I love just, I love singing. Singing is like my ultimate spiritual practice. I love group chats. I for me, this is so stupid, but like you're no. the way the way that you feel held physically, I feel held like emotionally when stupid. I partake in group chats. I've been They're- in chat rooms for like ten years. I have like <laughs> no, I, I have like chat rooms I've been in since forever, and like we'll st- I'm like still tight with those people. It's like yeah. they're they're like totally different types of people than me, and I, we don't fuck with each other really offline. But there was a couple of years where we were just getting like big houses upstate for like thirty people and going, and it was like hmm. family. Mm. Yeah. I mean, it's not stupid at all. Yeah, and I just have so many. I have, I have like little conglomerates of people that we like check in with and like share shitty days, and like we have a hashtag food. For that group chat on Twitter and like there which is hilarious it's really funny but also like we love to talk shit in there, which is like great. and like g- workshop each other's texts to boys and yes. like it does a lot of emotional labor and check, as well yeah check in with each other emotionally yeah. I think it's really mm-hmm. important what about you Joe? I mean I think for me um, it's finding the balance between being alone and being with other people my go to to self for self care is surrounding myself with other people all the time uh, and part of being in my mid 30s has been about sitting just like you were saying Jenna just sitting and if I'm uncomfortable and if I'm sad I just sit. Hmm. I just sit. And that's mm-hmm. how I care for myself. Is I just let myself feel it. Oh, my God. And I think I I've been it. running my whole life from that feeling. Mm. Um, Me too. And mm-hmm. often, mm-hmm. often mm-hmm. toward other people. Yeah. Um, often towards romantic partners. And often to people who didn't care for me in the ways that I cared for them. Mm. Um, and so, actually, I think the deepest way I can care for myself is that if I'm sad, um, I sit. Mm-hmm. Okay, listeners, are y'all still thirsty for more conversation? Well, we yes. got some H two Ho for you. <laughs> I how, long you how long have you been holding on to that? <laughs> I've been holding on it for weeks. Um, join us after the episode on Twitter, where each week we pin an extra discussion topic at the top of our Twitter page for that you know extra nutritional value. Get all up in our mentions at Food for Thought Pod. As always, that's food. The number four and thought spell T H O T. Mm. I've got that feeling like 
I'm sort of satisfied, but I could fit one thing inside of me. Uh, Dennis somewhere Dennis knows <laughs> how I feel. Dennis like out of like in like miles away, Bad like arch. his yeah, <laughs> his butt just like popped up a little bit. So we're gonna end today on a delicious new dessert that Fran's gonna headline for us. Today, he might cry. He's gonna I, cry. I literally, I'm not joking, might cry because today we're here to talk about the life changing magic of Coco, the animated movie by Pixar that won the Oscar, Mama. Yeah. It is a movie that I slept on. I'll be real. Coco is a movie about a kid who loves music. He's born into a Mexican American family, or sorry, a, a Mexican family, and um, he loves music and his family does not. And um, through a series of crazy events, he stumbles into the land of the dead, and he's trying to get out. Um, I saw the trailer for this movie, and I was, like, deeply skeptical. Mm -hmm. Because I was like, I'll bet you anything that this movie was made by non-Mexicans. You know, and Disney's gonna fuck that shit. Yeah. Yeah. Like, Disney's gonna fuck that And I was like, I was like, I I I saw Pocahontas. (laughs) (laughs) I just had no, for the same reasons, I was like, I had no faith that this is that this is not going to go beyond... I felt... I was like, this is going to be caricatures of the people that I know. Yeah. And I don't want to relate to this at all. So I slept on it and slept on it and slept on it and slept on it. And it wasn't until my friend... Like, everyone who told me to go see it was not Mexican. So it wasn't until I had one friend who was Mexican was like, yo, Coco was great. And I saw it the next day. (laughs) I was like, okay. You just need somebody on the inside to let you know. I needed to know. (laughs) This... Movie one is the most Mexican movie I've ever seen in my entire <laughs> life, and I fucking adored it in every way possible. It is just like I not only felt so deeply um, seen by this movie within mm. the first five minutes that I immediately started welling up mm. because um, the the first bit of narration is it's the boy talking and he's saying sometimes I feel cursed because like my family um, is kind of prescribing this belief system that I personally don't adhere to and talking about why he loves music and why his family does not. So for me, that's like a deeply queer thing. And I was like, okay, like I can relate to this right away. But then also like your family being mad about something your ancestors did like a hundred years ago is like so Mexican. It's not even funny. Like I have two aunts that haven't spoken for a decade and we don't know why. Like my, my mom literally can't tell you. I, I, it's like kind of the, 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 um, the way I grew up, but like on a cultural level, level, the movie just kept, it did so well to wink at Mexican culture and wink to the things that I grew up with without like explicitly acknowledging it or caricaturizing it. Like, one, they incorporate the Spanish language into this movie seamlessly. There are yeah. no translations, there are no subtitles, there's no extra context that you get it and you like know what word it is. They just don't give a fuck and they put it in the oh, whole movie. It's so in incredible. all of the songs. It's, it's It's woven in so thoroughly that I was just like, that's amazing. To quote, Juno Diaz, he says, um, motherfuckers will read a whole book that's one third in Elvish, but you put two <laughs> sentences in Spanish and like people freak out. Yep. Mm. Um, He's right. And, yeah. But that's why he incorporates the Spanish language so much into his work without apologizing for it or italicizing it. it. Or exactly. <clears throat> but um, other little things is like, the, there's like a scene where like one of the one of the like people in the audience is eating elote, which is like this grilled street food corn that like I used to eat every day after church. And like, oh. there's like a Chonga character that only has like, she only has like one line, but you know, she's like this Chonga character because she has like trashy blue eyeshadow on. <laughs> and like, I, I was just like, Oh my God, I know who that is. And I was like, for throughout the whole movie, I was like, that's my abuela. That's my aunt. Like I recognize that uncle. Aww. Like I could just see all these archetypes um, done so well. Um, and yeah, 
It was just a movie that was deeply moving for me. It also looks really beautiful. And I felt, I mean, I'm not Mexican. I'm not Mexican-American. But I felt... Like I was, I don't know, I just felt like you could tell like so much care was paid mm, to the yeah. clothing and the colors and even the food items in the movie, like you were saying. Like I was just like, oh, they really took care with this. And I yeah. think for me, it, I was so moved because we are not at a moment in American culture and American political history where we are welcoming that culture. Mm. You know, we're not mm-hmm. celebrating Mexico. We're not celebrating our relationship to Mexico and the fact that we do understand the Spanish in that movie because we hear it all the time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like there's a part of me that was just like really grateful for how successful the movie was on its own. And I feel like Coco, I kind of slept on it too. And I think the ad campaigns were probably like on point, but I just, it didn't reach me in the way some mm. movies do. And just how much movie, I'm sorry, how much money that movie made. I just, it felt like such a big like F you in some ways to just like all the administration policies that mm. are saying, we don't want your kind here. I felt like mm-hmm. there was another moving going capital, capital, sorry, another movie going population that was like, no, we celebrate this. You know, yeah. we celebrate this. Which is the and, same thing with Black Panther. And yeah. Like, there's this whole movement coming up with arts and culture saying actually no like we want a world that is not white supremacist yeah and i'll speak with my dollars yeah you know? right. exactly i love this movie so much you have to go see it and i slept I'll- on it too but i i think part of it was just the fact that i thought it was just like a kid's movie yeah, yeah. you know and so i was like oh you know just like animation or whatever it's disney like i get it like there's gonna be 700 more games. pixar movies or whatever saw it on the plane yesterday and i was just bawling yeah. i was like in <sighs> full so feelings just like not even like somebody had like tapped me on the shoulder. So I, I like staying on the aisle um, just because I, you know, I self care, drink a lot of water. So I have to go to the bathroom a lot. Um, and somebody had been tapping my shoulder to get up and use the restroom for like five minutes. And I only did not even feel them. Oh my God. All of your like, feelings. Yeah. All of your feelings were going into the movie. Because he was like realizing something. I don't want to spoiler alert nothing, but like he was realizing something about his grandfather was maybe not the grandfather he thought he was. And I was just like wrapped in the movie. I was like, oh my God, he did that shit. And then finally the person was like, like just like, like pointed at my headphones was like can't and I was like oh excuse me yes and he was like, can I go to the bathroom I'm like oh yes hold on <laughs> also and the soundtrack slaps like oh the, so the, the scene the main song is incredible but then there's a scene where they're in the underworld party and there's like a little ghost DJ playing and I was like holy shazam this song and he like lets the beat drop and I was like I would just listen to the song this yeah. ghost <laughs> DJ song <laughs> I also just like on a on an adult level not as a kids movie like it brings up so many questions about mortality and legacy and like what you leave behind in a way that was deeply complex Mm. to me. There's also this B plot, not necessarily a plot, but there was this thing where (laughs) one of the, one of the characters in the movie was talking about how it's one of the people who are dead. It's Gail Garcia Bernal. So, and he's a skeleton. So you want to like fuck the skeleton the whole time. Um, It's really disorienting. Shovel face skeleton. But he's like going into this part. He's by, he's going into this part of the land of the dead where um, like it's with all the people that are forgotten. He's like, this Mm. is all the people that are forgotten. These are my family. This is like our family. I was like, a chosen family. And and also me, Fran, am not a crier. Like I don't, I'm not someone who like emotes externally in public and like I have now <laughs> like it's, I, I so sobbed through the Aww. last third of this I, I have to say uh, Fran always texts us that he's sobbing about things and I've, <laughs> and I've seen him tweet this just happened to me and I'm sobbing and it's like and, I'm never and, and he was sobbing. not sobbing I'm never <laughs> then, sobbing. but then Fran did an insta story <laughs> I did <laughs> did anyone see Fran's insta story I'm sobbing, sobbing watching watching, watching the last uh, ten minutes of Coco oh I did see this where I Fran did was <laughs> sobbing <laughs> 
I wanted to prove to all so y'all cute. that I do have feelings that I do cry sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just uh, this smear like, wow. campaign against me that Brand I don't have feelings. A meltdown. <laughs> it wasn't feelings. a meltdown. It's just like now I know that I'm going to use this movie every time I need a good. Cry. It was the melt up. It's a melt up. Oh, that's so, really So Coco beautiful. can be an emotional laxative is what you're saying. Ah, it totally yes. works as like... Which, which is exactly what you need before you just get plowed <laughs> <laughs> in the emotion. <laughs> I, I started, which is all I ever do during sex, to be honest with you. I started Cute. crying like as soon as they started that song Poco Loco when they're like in front of the, the crowd. What the color is the sky in your mood? So amor. good. And also like I come from a reservation that's way south of um, in California. So like half of our nation is in Mexico. Mexico. Yeah. And so we do celebrate Dia de los Muertos. Mm. So like a lot of that was like a part of like mm. of like my childhood growing up too, like doing ancestor worship. Like again, like I uh, talking about spiritual practice, like I don't necessarily like believe in organized religion, but I deeply believe mm-hmm. in ancestor worship mm-hmm. because yeah, it's like I had yeah. to get here somehow. Yeah. Word and up. on the flip side, I didn't grow up um celebrating Dia de los Muertos, but we uh, like we had that imagery all up in mm. our house, like mm-hmm. everywhere. And I remember growing up and hating it because I thought it was gross and scary. And now, like, as I've, you know, grown up with my culture and learned more about it, like, there's so much uh, about Dia de los Muertos that just, like, kind of laughs at the dead. And I love that. And that's mm-hmm. what I love about mm-hmm. this movie. It just, like, kind of, you know, walks up to the face, into the face of death and kind of, like, smirks and laughs. Mm. And it's like, you can't, you ain't, you ain't shit. This episode of Food for Thought is made possible by the generous, unequivocal support of Rosé and our partnership with Into, an online magazine for queer news and culture. Head to intomore.com each week for some epistolary, emphasis on pistolary love, (laughs) (laughs) a note from your slutty faves. Our engineer is Alex Mead Fox at Spaceman Sound Studios, and our producer is the whole-ass snack, Alexandra De Palma. I'm Tommy Teebs Pico. You can find the audio version of my first collection, IRL, at audible.com. Just go to audible.com and search Tommy Pico. I'm Fran. You can find me at Fran Squish Co. on Twitter, Instagram, and Venmo. I'm Joseph Osmondson. You can find me at www.josephosmondson.com. And I'm Jenna Wortham, and you can find all of my things at, at Jenny Deluxe. Jenny Deluxe. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And send nudes. <laughs> Be careful what you wish for. See, you yeah, just true. fit right Especially in, Especially with our fans. Our fans are they will send you. They will. <laughs> You're going to regret that one. I am single. <laughs> Ladies, hit me up. You can listen to Food for Thought on Apple Podcasts or wherever you catch golden audio goodness. Subscribe, rate, and review us on iTunes or we're sicking Fran on you and she don't play. I really don't. <laughs> he will email you to death. I will. <laughs> death by a thousand emails. <laughs> An email that launched a thousand ships. Find us on Twitter and Facebook is Food for Thought Pod and on Instagram is Gay Sluts Who Read. Sign up for our newsletter for episode insights, reading lists, and extra delectable content at foodforthoughtpodcast.com and finally send your questions thoughts concerns and dick pics to thoughts at foodforthoughtpodcast.com as always that's food the number four and thoughts spelled how t-h-o-t thank you baby bye see you next week my gateway gay was Garfield the cat (laughs) (laughs) what I don't know he was just gay as fuck he was like I'm Garfield (laughs) (laughs) Mondays, am I right, lady? Garfield is a gay icon! <laughs> <Car. laughs>
<laughs> well, lasagna is going to go straight to my head. <laughs> We're rolling, right? I'm napping rolling. all day, yes! ladies. <laughs> I'm Garfield is the <laughs> Yeah, and who was the girl cat that Garfield could not be bothered with? He was always like, her. Oh, my God. <laughs> That's so true. And he's like, Odie. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God, And he, like, he had this, like, like uh, for lack of a better word, catty relationship with Nermal, the younger, cuter one. Oh. The, 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 like, the, like, all about Eve cat. Yeah. Oh, my God. Wow, that's a gay feud. Mm-hmm. That's like fucking Joan that's Crawford be, and Betty yeah, Davis. Yeah, that's the next Ryan Murphy. Is oh, my God, the next Ryan Murphy, Murphy movie. <laughs> <laughs> Sign me up. Wow. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns.